why he came all the way up here. There's nothing left. There are people out there. People worth saving. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel Remix. This is episode 344 on Marquis Mike. We're the coolest basement on the planet. I think, temperature-wise and vibe. Yeah, it's, it's you know, good, good vibes, good temp. That's what you That's need. That's right. So you need to survive the summer. Ooh, yeah, I brought a fan down here. Like, oh, you know, this is my air we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we heat it up over the next hour. Yeah, I mean, but it stays nice and cool. Subterranean it, living. Yeah, it's nice. Like I have the basement, and I was watching a movie down there the other night. I'm I'm in a sweatshirt, long pants, and yeah. I got a blanket on, mm-hmm. and. It's 90, 92 degrees outside. I'm like, man, this is, this is kind of nice. Yeah, you have to go turn the heat on. Yeah, exactly. I do have a space heater because that's where my home office is in the basement uh-huh. where I work. And it's 90 degrees out, but I'm freezing my butt off. I have to turn my space heater on in the summer. Yeah. Uh, so I can comfortably work. So, yeah, cool story. <laughs> working, you know, working from home problems. It's, everybody's got them. Yeah, we're living a heat wave right now, you know. Um, wasn't it just a few weeks ago the heat wave was in the east and then it was southwest? Now it's Pacific Northwest. It sounds sounds right, yeah. Um, man, it's yeah. wild. Texas is freezing over. Texas is is frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a, yeah. I, I was actually hanging out with a guy from change. from Texas the other day. He uh, was in town, friend of friend of a family member, and he's from San Antonio, and. Uh, he says the, the biggest miss the, the biggest thing that drives him nuts as a Texan mm-hmm. is people saying it's hot down there, but it's a dry heat. He's just like, it's bullshit. Hot is hot. Yeah. That's why we're here right now. Yeah. Because it's hot down there, so we came up here. <laughs> I, uh, I I had this exact same conversation with with a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours. We were talking about heat, and he had the same mocking tone of those who say, yeah, but it's a dry heat. Uh. Yeah. That being said, I don't like. I feel like I'd be miserable in Florida, like Dexter. It, like I just feel like that humidity would just. I mean, uh, hot is hot, but yeah. yeah. I, I have. I grew up, uh, you know, all over all over the country. But we have my dad's family's from Michigan. Uh huh. Michigan is a humid place, uh-huh. and I remember summertime there going to my grandparents' house, and getting up in the morning, taking a shower. And then I'd go outside and just be dripping with sweat. And I one time I, I didn't know what it was. I thought I was sick. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I like went to my mom and dad. I'm like, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I am like, I felt fine. I am yeah. dripping with sweat. And and then that's when that was like my first lesson in humidity. And I, I think there there's some va- there's some valid, you know, humid makes it worse. Yeah. But hot is still hot. Hot is hot. Yeah. I've been I visited Texas in the summer. My grandmother's from Texas. And it's a dry heat. It's still miserable. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, we went to Vegas one year in August. Oh, yeah. And I think, what was it when it was down? Like 105, 107? Something like that. that sounds about right. And Definitely triple digits like every day we were. Yeah. yeah. And so when you go outside, you're like, you're, you're like, it hits you in the face. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is hot. But that was like, okay, it is hot, but it is a dry heat. I mm-hmm. kind of understood it there. But it's still hot as hot. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting at the pool, and I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wasn't 
smiling when I said it's a dry heat. No. I didn't say, oh, this is great. It's, it's great. a dry I heat. I feel great. Oh, it's hot. I feel great. I'm, I'm not dripping with sweat. Oh, I need a, I need a two-foot-tall iced daiquiri and a pool yeah. right now. But and a slot great. machine. And that's what's great about Vegas, though. Yeah. They're, every, they're on every corner. If, 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 you, if you wish it, it'll appear. Whatever you need. Yeah. Whatever you need in Vegas, <laughs> you, can, you can find. Oh, man. Uh, well, how you been beating the heat? What have you been watching? Oh, man, I got some, I got a few movies in here. Um, we, we, uh, we did, uh, so Dave season two started on F- FS. Okay, it so, started. Yeah, started Dave. Um, and then, uh, what else have we been watching? Um, started rewatching Barry mm-hmm. on HBO because it's just so damn good. It's a great show. Yeah. Uh, but got a few movies in. I've had a, a long hi- hiatus. I was going to say hiatus. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've I, heard it both ways. I like hiatus. I had a hiatus from uh, Noir Alley on TCM. Uh-huh. Mostly just couldn't get the timing right. And it comes on late on a Saturday. And sometimes I'm... I know it's Saturday, but I ain't college anymore, Mark. I got to go sleep. Yeah. But I finally got back in on a on a Noir Alley over the weekend. 1953. And they, they showed 1953 is the Blue Gardenia. Mm. Um... Which, you may know the Blue Gardenia um, as as a song, but uh, it's like a famous, like, it's just like a standard. Like, a, like a, a lot of people do it. And then um, Nat, Nat King Cole did the song for the movie, and he's in the movie briefly. Okay. But it's kind of, it's just, it's a classic film, film noir thing with, uh, you know, people getting killed. People accused of murder. It's got Raymond Burr, who's always like, you know, a great villain in all these movies. And, and Richard Conte is like the, he's a newspaper reporter. Richard Conte is like just an awesome actor. But yeah, Blue Gardenia, I enjoyed it. Not mm. the best film noir I've ever seen, but um, pretty interesting. And then we're going to jump ahead in time a long ways here. Um, 2010, Edgar Wright. Picture Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay, yeah. And I watched this because recently I've gotten really into the video game. Yeah. It's an old PlayStation game, but they re-released it just in September for new consoles, and I got it on my Switch, and I'm just having a blast playing it. And it's a great adaptation of the of the graphic novels. And so I mean, you know, I felt like watching the movie, and I watched the movie, and that movie's still—I still love that movie. It's so, it's so fun. Yeah, there's been a lot of so it's 2010. It's interesting. So there's been so much like Scott Pilgrim. I feel like um, discourse over the last like few months. Has there? Yeah, I, I thought it was because it was, it was an anniversary, like a ten year anniversary. But uh, yeah, so Edgar Wright posted on his social media that, that they just re-released the uh, soundtrack. Okay. Uh, for it and you know some special packaging and stuff oh. like that but yeah a lot of Scott Pilgrim talk over the last yeah I mean I don't know why um, I was enthused to finally get to play the video game yeah. because I think it was a Playstation 2 exclusive uh, but it was just like in the vault for the last 13 years or something Yeah, and then they brought it back out Put it on pretty much all the consoles, and it's it's a beat 'em up game, mm-hmm. side scrolling. It's a blast. It's it's so fun, um, and it has all that Scott Pilgrim charm. I've always been a big fan of the graphic novels, um, 
So yeah, that movie still holds up. Yeah. You know, I think it was. So I guess this was for an anniversary because of 2010. Last year, when like early COVID, when we were all like, remember when people were trying to like make the best of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of sourdough bread. Yeah, sourdough made. bread. John Krasinski was doing. John his Krasinski thing. was doing his thing. Yeah. Um, the the entire cast of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World minus like Brie Larson did a table read through Zoom. And oh, I think that was. I watched it. I think it was like super popular, and then it kind of got Scott Pilgrim back in like. That's awesome. The thing, and uh, I think when theaters were came back in the UK, a lot of theaters started showing Scott Pilgrim. Last year would have been the ten year yeah. of the movie. Um, couldn't get Brie Larson, huh? Yeah, I think she was you know, probably doing a Marvel movie, filming Marvel or something. Yeah, or something. yeah I, but because I have a feeling she seems like the kind of person that would have done it. Done it, yeah. yeah. She, she seems like she's a fun, yeah. you know, like having. Yeah, they uh, they did the table. They got everybody. Anna Kendrick read her part as well. Uh, but yeah, like Chris Evans was there, and uh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, everybody you can think of that, that's <laughs> in the movie that we were there. Oh, Jason Schwartzman, he was there. It's crazy that movie's got everybody in it. Yeah, there's uh, so many people people in that movie. Aubrey Plaza, she was there. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, so then I watched 2008, and I don't know if this is a, a classic or not. I I like. I think I really like it, but I'm not so sure I really like it. <laughs> I watched Coen Brothers Burn After Reading. Okay. I think I really like That's it. That's one. But after it's over, and I think after the first time I saw it too, it's like, is it? That's it, huh? That's, that's all this is, huh? That's one in my mind. I go, oh no, I actually like that one. But I'm also scared to revisit it. Right. Like, I don't want to revisit it because in my mind I go... Because the, the, there's that period of Cohen where it's like the Lady Killers and, you know, and they kind of have the, ah, oh, well, they weren't all, you know, they weren't all hits. Right. Um, that was one in my mind I thought I enjoyed, but it, so. Good to know you had the exact same feeling the second time around. Yeah, even I, I watched it and I like, I, I loved how it ended, but uh, then I am just like, so that's it. That's that movie. The ending of that movie is probably the thing that sticks in my, I mean, outside of Brad Pitt. Um, his character and you know his uh, his arc, uh, which stands out quite a bit. In that movie. The yeah. ending is the part I always remember, and that's what I leave thinking I really enjoy the movie is J.K. Simmons in are they CIA, FBI, or are they just government I think, officials? I think Simmons is CIA. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, but high high ranking government. That, them just doing the debriefing in the office, and him just like what a shit show, whatever he calls it. And, <laughs> Yeah, he got on a plane to Guatemala. And he yeah, like, he's in well, the, what do we he, do? We let him get on a fucking plane to Guatemala. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he going to Venezuela? A Venezuela. Yeah. So what should we do? Let him fucking go to Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, watch that. And then I went back a little farther in time, and I was thinking, I wanted to watch a baseball movie. Okay. And I, you know, I in my hand, I had I had a copy of The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Still wrapped in cellophane, haven't cracked yet. I'm like, I should watch this. And I had... So you don't know if those cards are in there. I don't know if they're in there yet. <laughs> no, I'm just keep, I'm keeping it mint. Keeping it mint, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, well, man, The Natural's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love The Natural. And I was thinking, you know, I haven't seen Feel the Dreams in a while. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I go eight men out. And then I was like, 42. Nah, 42 sucked. I'm not watching 42. What do I watch? 1992, A League of Their Own. 
great movie. And had a great, had a blast. Oh, just had a blast. A League of Their Own is I. It might be one of my favorite baseball movies, and the baseballs. One thing I really like out of sports movie is not only do you need a good story, do you need the drama performances, but the sport the sport has to be good too. And I think they do a great job playing baseball. I think the baseball scenes are are, are very good and and realistic. And I, yeah. I don't I don't want to come off as as chauvinistic here or, or anything, but the way they portray women making plays, uh-huh. like some of these the plays they're celebrating would be a routine play in the, in major league uh-huh. baseball, right? But I think it's realistic that you know, chasing down a fly ball in the outfield, that, which yeah. you know seems like a routine thing, would be like a great play in in that time, right? And and you know the caliber of female athlete at the time, which I mean I don't think we had flojos then. You don't someone think, was, but you don't think all the way May was the Willie Mays hate Willie Mays of her female. She was for generation, absolutely. Yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say? No, like, I, I do get what you mean. Yeah, yeah I mean, like these were, I mean, these were women who were playing, I mean, essentially rec league baseball, you know, yeah. and just fought, and then were thrust into having to play competitive professional baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they weren't pro athletes who played the game all their life. I, I, I don't know how it worked at that time. Did, did Lou Gehrig play college ball? You know, I do they know, still work their way up, or because he had sort of about they had oh, well, he was still like a grocery store clerk. And yeah, the, I mean they had they had the minors, but yeah, you have but there were yeah pro players. Yeah, that, yeah, they'd go to go to work. Yeah, it's great to think about the, the celebratory of it, and there's, there's that famous Willie Mays over the shoulder catch of like that gets replayed now. It's just a one, what an amazing catch, and it is. It's a very impressive. I mean, over the shoulder basket catch. I don't know. I just turn on Sports Center and. The top ten all all trumps every that. day. Yeah, yeah, every day. So now you're talking. It's I mean, World War One, right? Two, two. Okay, it's World War yeah. Two. So it's nineteen. It's the nineteen late nineteen thirties, forties. Forties, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you're taking the, these women who were all housewives essentially playing, you know, for for fun, and then yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, right. and but, then I do it in a dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I like I like that too the that scene where they show them the uniform and the the women are all like I can't slide in that I can't run in that yeah it's ridiculous but uh, yeah man that's a fun movie Gina Davis is great I I don't know a lot of her work um, Beetlejuice Madam Secretary I don't know that one no that was a show but I, I feel I like mean, she was in one of those shows where she was like the president or secretary of state or something yeah that's right yeah. But I, but she's great, and then her the 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 uh, person who plays her sister Kit, she, yeah, God, what's her name? You uh, see her in a lot of stuff. She um, Point Break, Tank yeah. Girl, yeah. I uh, like her. Uh, and then Tom, in, uh, Tom Hanks is fantastic yeah. in that. Orange is the New Black. She had a yeah. I, I, right. I can't even name, but yeah. yeah, you know who we're talking about. And then yeah, Tom Hanks does knocks it out of the park, mm-hmm. uh, except. His portrayal of uh, having a bad knee or bad knees uh-huh. is terrible. It's the worst, like, walk-limp thing. Until you mention it, I forgot that that was part of his character, was that he had bad knees. Yeah. It's, and that's why he was it's, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. And it's so noticeable at certain times mm-hmm. that they sh- but not other times, that like, they should have just, like... Just made him a drunk. 
Yeah, just made him a drone. That's yeah. all you needed. Yeah. Uh, I guess he was a real guy, but you know, I mean, how much stuff stuff. Jimmy Duggan, yeah, fictionalized. Yeah, they they took some some liberties, but I did he really pee that long? I don't I don't know if he peed that long. No one knows. I'm not sure the character he portrays actually was a major league baseball player, Mm -hmm. and in the movie he talks about like hitting three home runs in the World Series or something. Mm -hmm. I don't think Jimmy Duggan ever made it to the majors. No, because I kind of Wikipedia'd him, and briefly. But anyway, yeah, that's what I watched. Just a, just a few, few. No crying in baseball. Chill movie. No crying in baseball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about you? That's a good. Um, finally finished Queen's Gambit, so I am open to suggestions for a new show that I will watch over the course of six months. Mayor of Easttown. We're I was we're very strongly leaning towards the Mayor of Easttown. It has to be that mark because that is like the best show. Okay, I, th- <laughs> it's settled. We're gonna start the Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, there you go. it will take me six months to watch those eight episodes, <laughs> um, but we're gonna start it. Um, I watched another. I watched the movie. I plan on watching part two to this movie. I chopped it up as if I was watching The Queen's Gambit or A Mayor of Easttown. Made it quite enjoyable. I watched uh, The Avengers Affinity War oh. over the course of four nights. And, um, yeah, you can really chop that up into little bite-sized episodes. And it's, it's a fine way to enjoy that movie. I watched Avengers Infinity War because I... You guys have already seen the, the title of this episode. We're doing A Quiet Place. I saw A Quiet Place too. I saw it in theaters. And I don't know if they showed it before you're showing... The, uh, the Marvel, like, isn't it great to be back in theaters video package. Yeah, I think I remember that, yeah. And I watched it. I was moved by it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just had the thing. I was like, I, I want to rewatch that movie. Yeah. And we, we talked about it. It's convoluted. It's silly. There's so many characters. But Marvel does what Marvel does very effectively. You get action. <laughs> it was you, fun. You get laughs. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth was the best part. We we watching it like Chris Hemsworth. He's he's the MVP of all of Marvel, I guess. Now, uh, it's we, we, I think the only Marvel movie we've done is Thor. Is Thor the Dark World? Is that the only one we've done? I think it is. I don't Thor, know why we chose Thor. The Dark World. I, uh, I think we just choose it because it is the worst one. I think also I was going through my Marvel catch yeah. up and I was re watching oh, right. and catching up on my yeah. Marvel and it happened to be right around. The Thor movie. We did Guardians as well. Did we, we do, yeah, we did do Guardians. We did do, do, do Guardians yeah. Volume 2. I think we did Spider Man. Yeah, we did Far From Home. Yeah. I just know these because those are our, like, our highest rated episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we did Thor The Dark World and watching watching that, thinking back how we didn't necessarily like that. I think culturally, no one really liked it. You know, I mean, it's the lowest rated. And then watching Infinity War and seeing Chris Hemsworth be the best part of that thing, it's good for him. Quite the, quite the glow up, as the kids say, for Chris Hemsworth. Uh, so I'll dip into the part two. Uh, what's that one? Infinity. Endgame? Endgame. Is Endgame? Yeah. I'll watch Avengers Endgame. Because Endgame was the final, right? Yeah. So okay. it's Infinity War, which is the part one. And then the second, yeah, the second one's just called Avengers Endgame. I can't believe they haven't done a Doctor Strange 2 yet. Doctor Strange was my favorite of the set. Um. I've been watching some uh, some YouTube um, content where people eat spicy chicken wings and do interviews, and uh, Elizabeth Olsen mentioned that uh, she's filming Doctor Doctor Strange uh, Part Two. Oh, so they are doing so it. So it's it's coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if COVID just slowed everything down by a year, but 
We're Probably, getting, yeah. We're getting a Doctor Strange 2. Okay, cool. I don't know. When it was announced, when they had that big Comic-Con reveal where it turned out that like Mahershala Ali was going to be Blade and all this new stuff was coming, that I, in my memory, Doctor Strange, the new one, which I think is called... Uh, multi like mad you like the universe of madness or something like that it has like a name i think that my recollection is they said that they were doing a marvel like horror movie hmm. with doctor strange and all his um i don't know if that's gonna be true i don't even know if marshall he's still blade that was like, i hope that, he is that was like three years ago and then we had covid everything shut down for years is he still Blade? I hope he is, and I hope he keep him stand alone. Man's like 58 let him, now. Let him stand alone. Yeah. Let, let Blade stand alone. He doesn't, need, he doesn't need trading quips with uh, Falcon. No. And the Winter Soldier. No, he doesn't. We don't need Blade showing up on WandaVision. <laughs> Maybe we do. I don't know. I hear good things about WandaVision. <laughs> I, hear, I also hear good things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, watch that. Um, so, I enjoyed that. Um, along the same lines as an Avenger... Uh, I watched another superhero mashup movie taking on a, uh, a foe from out of this world. I watched Predator, the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, classic, and that movie still holds up. Yeah. It's still kick-ass. Uh, every part of that movie is incredible. I, I Rewatching it now, it's been a couple years, but just right back to being 10 years old watching The Predator. So good. Just how cool those I, guys are. I think it's funny you mentioned that. I almost watched that yesterday. Mm. Um, it's streaming on Hulu. Yeah. I don't have Hulu on my tablet. I was gonna, uh, I was trying to think of something to watch on my tablet while I worked yesterday. Yeah. I don't have Hulu on my tablet because we borrow Hulu and I don't want to, like, too many Reactive devices. Game, yeah. yeah, I don't want to do too many devices on someone else's account. Right. Ah, rats. Yeah. Well, if, if you get that tablet, if you get it figured out on the whatever... Uh, device you have it, check out Predator. I'll probably be watching it soon. It's a, it's a nice, quick, like, hour, 40 minutes. You know? All your favorites are there. Well, that's the thing, because I wanted to watch T2. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have time for T2. But I could do something sub-two hours. Oh, yeah. And and stay Arnold. Yeah, Predator's great. Predator. You got your Dutch, your Dylan, Mac, he's there. Billy. Poncho. <laughs> the rest. The crew. Yeah. Uh, Skipper, Marianne, they're all they're all there having a good time. Uh, it, it was a different pod. I was listening to a podcast where they, they watch an action movie and then talk about it. And, but I li- I heard it months ago and it stuck in my brain. So then as I was watching, I was paying attention. Which what was every character doing right before they were called to action? Because they all come off the helicopter. And like Jesse Ventura, he's wearing uh, M- an MTV T shirt with the sleeves cut off. Uh-huh. Mac. Comes off. Uh, Bill Dukes comes off. He's just immaculate suit. Uh, Poncho, just he looks like he came off the beach. Just just uh, Tommy Bahama shirt, deep V, like just the one button at the navel. But I was like, yeah, they they got the call. Dil, uh, Dutch reaches out to his squad, assembles them. But yeah, they were all just doing different things. Yeah. No cell phones back then, so right. You know, They're on the R Yeah. Yep. And then he had, he had to collect them all. And get on the get on the chopper and end up in uh, Argentina or wherever they end up in or South America, uh, probably a fictional country. They, they did a lot of that back then. Yeah, uh, and then watched one other movie, uh, two thousand twenty one film, uh, new new to, or available to rent. 
Uh, I watched the uh, Liam the Liam Neeson movie, The Marksman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, this, it, one, this one's been on my list. It's um, it was okay. It wasn't my favorite Liam Neeson movie. Um, uh, it's kind of it's 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 old man Liam Neeson. It was already old man mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, but now it's you know, like Logan feels. Is he starting to embrace the oldness? Yeah, I think I think a lot of that was just in. I mean, Taken, I think, really sets off this era of Liam Neeson. Yeah. And in that, you know, Liam Neeson's like still 60 in that movie. But I don't think they acknowledge that he's 60. No. He's retired Special Forces or whatever he is. Uh, but, you know, he has like an 18-year-old daughter. I, I, think, I think he's just supposed to be a dad. This movie, it's very much like old, like... Hey, this is an old man. This is I got like Logan vibes from it. I got got a lot of like old West vibes. This is a movie twenty years earlier. I think Clint Eastwood would have done. Um, so it's kind of, kind of got that. It's not as actiony as some Liam Neeson movies um, we're, we've grown accustomed to, but still still a cool movie. W- worth a rent. It, it, you know, when it shows up on Amazon Prime, check it out. Yeah, I, I'm interested in that. Um, I usually watch all of yeah. them. Because you watched the other one that came out in 2021. Yeah, the uh, Honest Thief. Honest Thief, yes. Yeah. And they they skirted the old manness a little bit uh, on that. Um, so, but yeah, I think he's starting to embrace it more. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it definitely is. Him being old is part of his character. Yeah. In, in this one, it, it definitely is where. Yeah, before it was like people would see him, he's old, but no one would ever acknowledge that, like, hey, you're 70. Yeah. And I'm curious what they do with the new one that's coming out. Oh, he's got another one. Yeah, he's got another one coming out on Netflix. I the Ice Road. Uh, it, it has something to do with trucking across frozen rivers or something in a, in Canada or Alaska. I like I only heard Ice of, Road Truckers the movie. I only heard of it because uh I heard a song on the radio as a cover of that. I think Johnny Cash made it popular, but that every I've been everywhere song. Um, yeah, but there was a cover by a group called L.A. Rats, which is Nikki Six, Rob Zombie. It's kind of a super group. Oh yeah, but they they did this really cool like hard hard rock cover of I've Been Everywhere, and I'm like. Wait, who are these? I'm like that sounds like Rob Zombie. Does Rob Zombie do new music? And I I look. It up. I'm like, oh, L.A. Rats. Who the hell is L.A. Rats? And it's like, oh, it's gonna. This is the song they wrote for the new Liam Neeson oh. movie coming out on Netflix. I'm like, shit, Liam Neeson's got another movie coming out. Yeah. So, you're you're a you're you're a rock me. You're you as we speak, you're wearing a Ramones t-shirt. Rob Zombie, is, is he good? He's good. Is he good? Yeah. I uh again just it in the zeitgeist and it's made me laugh of uh. Dragula. Just kind of becoming a like a meme now. Yeah. Like people using it as like a joke because the lyrics are silly. They are silly. To Dragula. But then it got me to listen to Dragula. I was like, yeah. Fucking Dragula. Pretty good. This is good. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. So I was listening to Dragula. And then it made me think, is Rob Zombie's good, right? I think. Better musician than director? Yes. He's made quite a good career as a director now. I think the Rob, I think the Rob Zombie and the White Zombie, uh, he, he's got, he's got a. Uh, a recipe uh-huh. that he follows, um, and I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good for. I mean, he he hits for that kind of music. It's good. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like almost like theatrical. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, sees Marilyn Manson. That's not so problematic. Right. <laughs> By all accounts, he seems like a good guy. Other than you know, puts his wife in every movie. I only see that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not aware of any. Uh, um kidnapping or raping yeah. or anything yeah so. he um is apparently um adapting a revamp of the monsters oh and um my head just can't wrap around that uh, 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 that could be a uh, be gritty are you ready for white trash urban monster <laughs> just like how many f-words are gonna be in the monsters or is this a completely new side of rob zombie where he is like no it's campy and it's a comedy. I can't I picture it. I don't know. Based on the five Rob Zombie movies I've seen in my life, but uh, we'll check All it right. out. We'll see. All right. Uh, we watched another. We watched another campy, uh, fun, fun horror flick. I don't think it's campy is the right time. Artsy, right? This is a um, <laughs> well, high con high concept horror. High con- I, I don't know. High concept. Ho- yeah. Uh, we watched, we watched a pretty cool horror movie. We watched a new film. We, Mike and I both made it out to the theaters. We watched a 2021 sequel to the 2018 A Quiet Place. We watched A Quiet Place Part 2. A uh, Quiet Place, 2018 film. Uh, directed by John Krasinski. Starring John Krasinski and uh, real-life white wife Emily Blunt, along with uh, two child actors, uh, Millicent Simmons and uh, Noah Jupe. It is um, a movie about... Uh, year after uh, an alien invasion where aliens come to Earth with um, that are blind, heavily armored, but have very sensitive earring, uh, hearing, and hunt by hearing has wiped out a good portion of the population, and uh, those who survive have to survive in silence. Um, John Cruz and Emily Bunt, uh, they are the... Uh, head of the Abbott family with their two children. Um, their daughter is uh, is deaf, so the the whole family has kind of adapted because they all speak sign language. Uh, picks up a year after this alien invasion while coming home from a, um, what would you call it, like a supply run to get um, supplies. Their youngest son makes a noise with a toy. He's swiftly killed by one of the aliens uh then we do another time jump it's uh i'm trying to think uh it's another year after that we do another time jump the family living in uh, silence but they seem to have adapted well mom i'm trying to does anybody have names lee is John Krasinski? Yeah, he's Lee. Lee. Dad. Um, sorry, sorry, I have it. Well, there's no talk. You know, when there's no talking, and no one's yeah, no one's addressing each other. And when you're doing sign language, you don't have to say someone's name. Yeah, because you have to look directly at the person you're talking to. Uh, Evelyn Lee, Emily Blunt's Evelyn. Yeah, Reagan is the daughter, and yeah. Marcus is Marcus. the son. So, it's a year later. Uh, Reagan is struggling with the guilt over her brother's death. Evelyn enters the final stages of pregnancy. And Lee fruitlessly tries to make radio contact with the outside world. Uh, Lee attempts to upgrade Reagan's um, cochlear implant with scavenged miniature amplifiers to restore her hearing. But the devices are all ineffective. Uh, Later, Lee takes Marcus to a nearby river with a large waterfall to teach him how to fish. Uh, While Reagan 
sneaks out to visit Bo's memorial. Um, alone at the house, Evelyn goes into labor. Um, the kids are all separated. Lee makes... They all have to work back to the farm, and then that's kind of where the heart of, or the, the, the bulk of A Quiet Place takes place. Did you rewatch it in preparation for this podcast? Um... I, I guess kind of I rewatched it prior to getting to the theater for two. Yeah, weeks. so within the last yeah. four weeks. Yeah, yeah, I rewatched. I watched it, it on the 29th. Yeah, what'd you think of A Quiet Place? It held up nicely. Yeah, I still I still rather enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, this is one I've seen this for a movie that came out in 2018. I, I might have seen this th- for a movie that came out three years ago. I might have seen this more times than any other movie. Uh, I think I told a story on this podcast. I rented it the first time, so I didn't make it out in theaters. Uh, you did, right? You saw yeah. it my face in theaters, yeah. yeah. Um, that must have been a trip, because it was like full theaters, but like, yeah. so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Can't eat popcorn. Even Quiet Place 2, uh, which is still a quiet, very quiet movie, uh, eating popcorn is, you know, you gotta, you gotta time it. Or you, yeah, you, that's you gotta, right. Or just let it dissolve in your mouth. You gotta <laughs> put some in there, just let, let it... Yeah, let it suck on it like some uh, sunflower seeds. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I watched. I rented a quiet place. I watched it. My wife gets home like an hour later, and then I just restart the movie again. And then this year, I've seen it. Um, my sister came to visit. We did an Emily Blunt uh, double feature with this and Sicario. Still loved it. Rewatched it in preparation for uh, seeing a quiet place too, and still just really enjoy it. It it it's just a really cool. You know, it's a horror. It's got this horror element. It's sci-fi. It's a thriller. It's it's on also this like family drama. It's yeah. ninety minutes. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, good it's, it's, it, which makes it very rewatchable. The fact that I just knocked this out an hour and a half. I think John Krasinski. Um, he, I think he's he he's his directing is and his writing is smart. Uh, that he he doesn't try to reinvent the wheel. Right. He follows the formula. He follows the three act formula very well. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there's some like I remember when I saw the, saw it the first time, and I I just cringed when we jump ahead of time, and then suddenly the wife is pregnant, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're better than this. Like, this is how you're gonna deal with having to be quiet. We gotta we gotta deal with this fussy ass baby. Yeah. Like, it's impossible. It's, you're you're giving us an impossible task. Mm-hmm. You know, you're giving, you're creating an impossible task for the characters, and you want the audience to like just be okay with that. But it didn't even, it did need a driving force, and it provided it, even though like that, the the child issue in a in a horror monster action movie to me is always a problem. I hate it. Yeah, it's one of the things I hate. But it works in this. Yeah, and I think maybe I was jaded by all the seasons of The Walking Dead I watched. Oh, and right. they're always carrying around that stupid yes. fucking baby, and then you got stupid Carl the kid. Like, I'm just like, oh, it's such a handicap. Yes, and and it just seemed immediately like a cop out. Yeah, but it was good in the first movie, especially. You think she's pregnant? I think a lot of people have a problem with like. Ooh. Fuck! Why'd you get pregnant? You just lost a child, but right. They don't explain. Yeah, it's all side notes. They don't explain. Maybe uh, Lee and Evelyn seem like uh, some people that maybe have some strong views on contraception. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Lee made Lee made vote a certain way. 
but it's not because of how certain people think. It's all about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, because it's at the very end, and like the baby doesn't be necessarily become this crutch. And that's what makes it, like, that last action scene so cool. It gives us this really, like, the moment with Emily Blunt in the bathtub is such an intense moment. Mm-hmm. And then the baby comes, but the baby doesn't really factor in. From there, it's just the house is on fire, and they, you know, they're doomed. That becomes, but it's not because of the baby. Yeah, it's... The baby's the, just there. Yeah, it just becomes the... That's the minor issue. The yeah. major issue is still happening around them. Yeah. In this whirlwind, yeah. So, uh, yeah, really enjoy Quiet Place. Um... I think a lot of people enjoy it. it. Had twenty-two million dollar budget, grossed over three hundred forty-one million dollars, ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomato. Nominated for an Academy Award for Best Sound Editing, um, which uh, you know it's a very quiet movie. So I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, fast forward three years, but really what should have been two years. This movie was supposed to come out uh, in March of twenty twenty, and then. COVID happened. Yeah. And so this movie just kind of got shelved. This was one they never released on, you know, they didn't do the direct to or, you know, $20 rented at home. They, they held this for when theaters returned. Theaters have returned. Quiet Place 2 has, um, I feel it, I, I don't, I didn't do any research for this. I feel like this is the first big theater movie. Financially. I, I think yeah. this is one we're going to look at. Like, I, I, Godzilla vs. Kong, I think, crossed $100 million, but it took several weeks. Yeah, I feel like Quiet Place did it did in two weeks. Yeah, and Godzilla Kong, theaters were, some were open. Right. It was, yeah. depending on your, you know, where you live originally. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Quiet Place 2 was the first movie where the majority of theaters are open, and people felt, you know, those who go to theaters felt comfortable going back. Yeah. And, you, and, and then the box office rep... Um, Reflected that. Yeah. Uh, so, 2021, uh, a few weeks ago, we get Quiet Place 2. John Krasinski returns to direct. Uh, Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupe all return as the Abbott family. We also add Cillian Murphy. Killian? Cillian? I think it's Cillian. Cillian Murphy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was funny. Um, yeah, and then uh, Jimon Hansu also just shows up in this movie as well. Uh, before this, I went to YouTube. I go, everybody knows who Jimon Hansu is. Uh, and I, I want to give him credit for being in this movie because he's a face you know. I do not know how to pronounce his name. So I went to YouTube. I said, how do you pronounce Jimon Hansu? And I learned it was J. It might be Jamon or Jimon. Jimon Hansu. Did not look up how to say Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy. <laughs> and I believe this is like the third movie we've done uh, on this show where Killian Murphy's in it. <laughs> or Cillian. Uh, but you know who he is. Yes. Uh, Quiet Place 2 takes place um, immediately following the events of Quiet Place 1. Uh, we get a flashback, or a it, the, the opening scene takes us back to day one of the invasion. And then after that opening credits, we um, pick up immediately where we left off. Uh, Evelyn, Reagan, Marcus... Baby, which I don't even know if they've named. Uh, now I don't know. Now I'm gonna go through my notes or through the uh, the wiki and like, did did they ever name the baby? <laughs> uh, they um, they at the end of the movie. Uh, so spoilers for both A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Two. So and I know it's new to theaters, been out for about three weeks. If you haven't seen it, 
Uh, we are going to talk about the plot and s- such. Uh, but definitely going to spoil A Quiet Place too. So at the yeah. end of A Quiet Place, or we're definitely going to spoil A Quiet Place. Uh, at the end of A Quiet Place, they learn that uh, Reagan's um, implant device carries a frequency that um, is harmful to the aliens. It, it, it makes them um, open up their their armor body. Yeah, like overloads them. Yeah, and then somewhere, yeah. it makes them vulnerable. Uh, and we've learned uh, Evelyn's able to kill them with a shotgun. Uh, also, at the end of Quiet Place, John Krasinski dies. Lee, Lee the, uh, the patriarch of the Abbott family, he sacrifices himself, he dies. So now we're left with Evelyn, the two kids, and a baby. Their house is on fire. They have this device to kill, um, to help fight the aliens, but they have nowhere to live. So they start making a trek um, to a uh, place nearby where at night they've been lighting fires to kind of signify here are the people still alive. So they make the trek along there. Uh, as they enter this new area, Marcus steps on a bear trap. They're able to kill another monster, alien thing. Do they have names? I don't think They're so. They're like graboids. Like, no, no, no one sat down <laughs> yeah, and like, let's market them. He's uh, able to kill another alien, uh, all while being watched by um, Cillian Murphy's... Um, oh, what's his name? He gets a name. Gavin? Emmett? Emmett. Is it Emmett? That sounds right. Uh, yeah. Eli? Oh, man, when do they discover you? Okay. Emmett. Emmett. Emmett, um, who was a friend of theirs back in, uh, you know, pre-alien times, he um, is, um, he has kind of gone, um, you know, depressed, kind of become a recluse after the loss of his children and then his, recently his wife. At first he turns away the abbots, but seeing that they have a baby, he agrees to let them stay the night. Um, while there, while tr- treating Marcus's wounds, they hear a song on the radio, and Reagan's able to determine that uh, that that's a, a signal that across the sea that there's safety. So she, uh, the next day, makes it on her own to go track down this this frequency, uh, leaving Evelyn, the baby, Marcus to kind of stay in this. Um, uh, what was that? Like a mill? Yeah, or a, like, like a, a grain smelter, mill or, a smelter or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, that's where they're holding up underground. Uh, Evelyn asks Emmett to go track down Reagan and bring her home, which he does. Uh, but Reagan convinces Emmett to help her on her mission to go find people across the sea. Uh, meanwhile, Evelyn is running low on oxygen, which she needs for the baby because they put it in a suitcase to keep it quiet. Uh, so she has to go to the pharmacy to get more oxygen, as well as pain meds for Marcus, leaving Marcus alone to watch the baby. From there, more aliens, uh, everybody's life's in danger. Uh, what was your initial, what did you think of A Quiet Place Part 2? Well, I, I always enjoy a sequel that is just like, just takes off right for the first left yeah. off, right? I, you love that about Halloween too. I do. I I, I love a con- I love the continuity. Yeah. Just, you can back to back these, bam bam. Yeah, just bam. and they're filmed. I mean, two years apart. I bet if you put them like on DVD together, it would just be a three hour. Yeah, I think you would probably see noticeable changes in the in the age of the children, especially the son. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, 
that that's about it, and that's just to be expected. Yeah, kids are gonna grow. Um, Should they have de-aged them like the Irishman? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they, they look good. Mm. But I, I seeing your father die would, would, would age you. Yes, it would. Yeah. Years, yeah. But I like first impression after seeing it. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great continuation. I, I was absolutely elated to be back in the theaters. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I could have been watching Fast Nine. Yeah. And probably would. I'll probably if I go see Fast Nine in the theater, I'm probably gonna love it, Mark, just because I'm back in the theater. Plus, it's Fast Nine. Those movies are. Awesome. <laughs> so you've never seen Pass Two. Two. No. We, you, the, the, okay. Separate from Quiet Place. Mike's never seen Pass Fast and Furious Two. Fast and Furious hit a point around five where they just became the dumbest action movies ever. But like somehow that makes them fun. They embraced it. They embrace. Yeah. They embraced how kind of dumb the concept of Fast and Furious is. <laughs> um, I will probably see Fast Nine uh, in theaters. Plus. I'm paying for Regal Unlimited, and I don't, I don't have much options. Oh, I know. I was I'm like, I got Unlimited. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, I guess I see Quiet Place 2 again. Yeah. I was like, I got to get my $20 worth. <laughs> That's two movies a month, at least. Yeah. That's minimum. Uh, yeah, it was just great to be back in theaters. Um, it was perfect because, so they, as mentioned, they showed that Marvel opening, and I had my popcorn, I had my soda. All free, by the way. Uh I've just been racking up the the rewards while we sat out here. I got uh, my, my like double birthday rewards. Yeah. So medium popcorn, medium soda, free. So I'm just I'm I'm living the high life. You feel you feel good, mm-hmm. yeah, man. All that free stuff. Yeah. Except yeah. they're Pepsi now. Pepsi. Yeah. What the hell? What happened, Regal? Yeah. Your Pepsi shop now? Yeah. What I did? I went. Normally, I would go popcorn, cherry coke, and. Movies were the only place I'd get like a like a so like not a diet soda, and I got went to the Pepsi. They didn't have Pepsi Max. I didn't like they. I mean, they had the sign for it, the the, the thing on the thing. They like I went on Pepsi Max. There's cola shortage. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, that. there's cola shortage okay. around the nation. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't like diet Pepsi, so I had to do I had to do a Sierra Mist and a popcorn, and so it kind of took down you know. But but, but first time back, I, I put up with it. Yeah. Oh man, there, there were kids talking during the previews. I was like, "I'm back, we're back, baby." <laughs> there were two kids. I, I'm bad at judging kids' age. They were somewhere between five and twelve, and they were. It, this movie's rated PG thirteen, so you know it's, it's not an R rated, rated horror movie, but it is a horror movie. It, it's scary, and one of the kids was not handling the last night in Soho trailer very well. Oh boy! And so I was nervous that. Um, that uh, quiet place would be a little much for him. Give the kids credit. Movie starts, not a peep out of them. So probably passed out of uh, shock. Yeah, uh, of the fear. Fear, yeah. Just knocked him out. But yeah, the little little chatter and previews were just fine. But once the movie started, I was a little nervous for these kids. I was like, well, they thought the last night solo trailer was freaky, uh, but they handled it well. But yeah, you know, some people like really get into the previews. Yeah, and, like you know, they see them. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm watching that. Or, yeah. Oh, you know. So maybe that was it. It was just this Ted I just like, you kind of hear him like, uh, uh, either way. Like talking to his mom. And then at the end he goes, that was horrifying. <laughs> either way, if they're between 5 and 12, still not old enough for PG-13. That's true, yeah. So you should have scolded the mother. Yeah. I mean, if I was seeing like, you know, Spiral from the Book of Saw, maybe. I would have said something like, hey, come on, lady. This is Spiral from the Book of Saw. But Quiet Place 2 was like, uh, I don't know. 
This this seems borderline for uh, for for like an eight year. Let's let's put the difference in there eight. It's intense, yeah. right? I mean, to me, like the Quiet Place movies aren't. I, I wouldn't classify them as horror movies. They're more like monster movies. Yeah. To me, with yeah, probably horror, better with some jump scares, mm. but they're intense. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. What, what did you? What, what what worked for you? What what were the positives from the, the Quiet continuation's Place? great? Yeah. Um. I I do like the kind of this. You know the the family that can, can the the message the family that can communicate can survive right yeah so that's where that's one of the like bonuses like they could communicate in silence others mm-hmm. couldn't so they they had that advantage and I and I like that um, throughout the original and and yeah. the sequel uh, additional character Mr Murphy was excellent great casting there yeah he's great um, you, you, you kind of need a replacement of John Krasinski you lost Krasinski. And bringing yeah. in Emmett was he was just awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think good 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 scenarios and situations for the characters. You know, a lot of times with monster movies and horror movies, they just they're just there to get killed or yeah. something. But but the the settings and, and the places where the characters were finding finding the action was finding them was it was it made sense to the movie and 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 the plot and it drove the story along yeah. really well. Yeah, I really enjoy both Quiet Places in that they're very... They're, I mean, this is, it's an alien invasion movie, but they're very small stories. It, 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 it's this one family. It wasn't dealing with the invasion. It was dealing with, one, you know, the first movie. It's, it's There's three in the area. You know, he has that written on his board. And it, only, it comes down to dealing with one of them. And it's just kind of this family thing. This, in the sequel, which you have to do with the sequel, they, they made the scope bigger. This idea that there's more people out there without... Going way too big, you know. The military didn't get involved yeah. in this one. Um, both movies, I think John Krasinski as a director uh, in, in this particular story is so good at building suspense. There's three, four, five scenes in this movie that the suspense is just top notch. There's the train scene. There's the uh, the, the the two kids with the oxygen. Um, Emily Blunt in the the pharmacy. The the on the dock. Uh, there's just all these like you, just, you sit in there and it's, it's quiet and you just get this like pit in your stomach what, you know yeah. actually caring for, for what, what's happening on the screen um, also the, the opening sequence was, was was really cool like taking us back again still not showing us too much but just what was it like for the Abbott family on day one? Yeah, we, we kind of get like an abbreviated origin story. Yeah. Because that's the thing in the first one, you, you really, you, there's just monsters there, they're a problem, you know. Yeah. Their, their superpowers are hearing. Okay, well, and, and that that's almost like, you know, that's just your basic recipe, you know. And a lot of monster movies is turn their strength against them, right? Right. Strength is their hearing. It's also their weakness. Yes, you know. So not you know nothing. Ground, one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, nothing groundbreaking there, but it works. Yeah, and 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 but you're but we're left. So I I mean after the, I saw the Quiet Place one, I was like, whoa, because I you know me, I like I like the yeah. backstory and the myth and stuff, and so to get that in mm-hmm. in two was great. Yeah, and even even if it's not really anything, it's just like oh, something came out of the sky. That's all we know. Yeah. Don't know how, what, where. Yeah, it, they're out of the sky and they're killing people. Yeah, even though we get so now, like we just know. Okay, so they are aliens. Yeah, we, we kind of figured that out, but actually showing that 
yeah, something came from the sky, but they didn't have that scene where they run into the scientist and he explained, you know, there's that, right. that, that information dump where he explains, you know, uh, we unlocked a portal to the, you know, it's just, you know, if you were the abbots if you, and you're corn farmers, you wouldn't know. You would, you would never know. You, you just have to, like, live with it. Yeah. Maybe Quiet Place 3, you know, you keep building the world, building the world. Maybe there is, you know, now that they kind of have, like, this weapon that maybe you do learn a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, Quiet Place 9, we take the fight to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, also, I thought Killian Murphy was, was great. I, they... The two kid actors, uh, especially um, the girl, uh, uh, Millicent Simmons, is good. And they get more to do in this movie, and with a lot of movies, we just, you know, kid actors can make a break, and yeah. they had two really good kid actors. Yep, baby's a good actor too. And they didn't try to get too. They didn't try to do too much with the kid actors. No, right? I think that they were put the script and 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 the directing. They put the they put those kids in a in a position to succeed yeah you know they, they couldn't fail yeah the, the part that it was just you know they clearly you know it was good yeah and the, the kid actors were good but they weren't yeah they just weren't used overused I think that's all things sometimes kid actors and their little kid quips they like that yeah they didn't make they just, them you know the kids didn't need to turn like the goonies or right. you know like really carry carry the whole weight of the movie uh yeah this movie's not i mean i, I looked at a stat for the first one i think it was 23 lines of dialogue i think that almost helps this movie that you know marcus the one who can who, who can speak uh and here he doesn't need to be funny he doesn't you know he doesn't need to break up the tension it's like no you gotta be quiet yeah and we're, we're in it with you we we don't need humor <laughs> right now and the runtime also helps with that. The fact that it's ninety, that this this was ninety seven minutes. They had an extra seven minutes for us, <laughs> but you know, it's not. You're not asking me to hang in silence for two and a half hours. It's ninety minutes. We'll get you in and out. Yeah. Um, also, the set, sound. I noticed it more in this one than the first one, but because I think we're following Reagan more in this one, but going in and out of how she, what she's not hearing and then taking us out into oh here's the noise that's happening around her I thought that was really cool yeah um what office alum do you think is gonna win an Oscar first is it Steve Carell who, who goes who's been going serious drama lately I, th- I think now he's going TV he kind of gave up that that run of like trying to be nominated Steve Carell or John Krasinski Man, I I think it if it's between the two of them, it probably does go John. Is there a third Dark Horse? I think you. I think a Dark Horse would be like a Mindy Kaling or a BJ Novak for a writing writing, for a writing nomination. But I think the front runner is is probably got to be Krasinski now, and and probably for writing or directing role down the down. Yeah, he's he's legit good. It's just funny that it's the guy who I was first introduced to was the guy who. Put a stapler in I think a Jello, and now one he's a kick-ass action star as yeah. uh, John Ryan, Jack Ryan, and then he's a pretty good director. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so see that what didn't work? What were the negatives about A Quiet Place Two? 
I got I, I for me I got some just questions some some of the character actions I question it and maybe I I wasn't smart enough to pick up on mm. what was going on. There's the scene um, with the the boy that. Everyone leaves, he's got the baby, yeah. and then he just decides he's going to explore. Also got caught in a bear trap. Yeah. Like, everybody just leaves him. Caught in a bear trap, but then he's going to explore like the yeah. the mill, and then I, 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 I think that was there to kind of maybe show a little bit about Emmett. Yeah. But I needed more of a reason for him to do that. Other than he just, I thought he was gonna go look for his mom. That's what I thought too. But, but he that's started how, snooping around. Yeah, and, and yeah. It was just a weird. That was a weird move. Although like, crazy suspenseful. Crazy suspenseful. <laughs> anytime so, anytime anybody was walking anywhere, I was just like, ah. The 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 device of you can't make noise. It's just it, it works so well. Yeah. Because you, you're watching. It's like, man, he's gonna knock something over. He's gonna yeah do something. Yeah, and then like I don't, I don't have really any like other like technical issues. I mean, it was just a continuation of a yeah. good movie. The only other scene that I liked it, but seemed a little out of place to me, was the docks. I I enjoyed walking around the docks, looking for the boats, sneaking yeah. around the docks. We're talking about creaky boats and and noises there, mm. and and w- noise of the water, and and but there's this like. You know, a, a group of, of people that yeah. are, are clearly trying to trap people. Mm. But that just seemed like a weird thing to me um, as a whole. It, it just, it, it it followed the post-apocalyptic recipe too closely. Yeah, very walking. Yeah, yeah we, all, we always have some feral, you know, feral yeah. human beings out there. And, like, so you got the, all these docks and all these boats, and, and none of you thought, maybe we'll cruise out to that island and see what's up. Yeah. Uh, you're just, like, catching people and eating them or, or whatever, we're, you know, we're led to believe they're doing. Right. And then it was also the most, like, action movie scene. Uh-huh. Um, and it was cool as hell. When he stabbed that guy in the leg, that was, that was badass. But it still was, like, the most Michael Bay scene. It was. Right? It, and you're watching, and it does feel, it, it's like this hostage kind of thing. It, I mean, almost, like, diehardy, like, Cillian Murphy communicating to uh, to Reagan and then, like, making his, like, hero- his jump, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it totally, like, that was, like, the one scene where it's, you know, oh, we gotta fight some other than monsters. Um, which, you know, yeah, very Walking Dead, you know. But the, the greatest threat to man is man itself. Right, right. Or, or the aliens. Or the aliens. <laughs> um, my... Uh, most of the, my beef with this movie was like like little nitpickies like that. Like the fact I had the same thought. None of y'all thought to get on a boat, right? Like, just kill Emmett and Reagan figure out pretty fast that the aliens can't swim. They figure that out in two minutes of being at the water. These people who live on the I assume live on the docks because they got traps and stuff. Never figured out that the alien once it goes in the water can't. You know it just sinks. Um, also, if you live by the water, I always think about this. Why you just haven't thought about making some sort of noise distraction thing on the other side? Right. You're by the water. You you just can't think of some like paddle thing that's just constantly hitting the water. Uh, it's kind of like the waterfall thing. It's like, well, yeah, it's safe to talk there because there's constant noise, yeah, ambient noise. So yeah, just create ambient noise, and then you can just live on these boats. Um, 
Evelyn absolutely has to tell Marcus. What? Why is she sneaking out on Marcus? Just tell him. Yeah. Bef- before you go that, hey, you need pain meds and we need... And you have to tell him that, oh, BT dubs, we're low on oxygen. Don't yeah. use the oxygen. Because <laughs> that's actually why I'm going. Because I need to get oxygen takes. Um, the people on the island, how are they getting food? Like, how yeah, are they just living uh, such a cushy yeah. life? Were they making runs? Right, they did supply runs. Yeah, or, yeah. it didn't seem like it just seemed like they. Oh, we're, oh, we're on the island. We're, we're yeah, we, we have no idea what's going on. Um, because you think they would have run into the feral people then, you know, the docking, right? Yeah, but, yeah, just you know, little things like that. But none of it was. It was no none of it took away from my enjoyment of the film. It was just kind of things you think about, later. right? Yeah, you know, when you, or you know, we're doing it for the show, so I have to think about what you know, what worked, what didn't work. Um. Would so Quiet Place Two. It, it seemed successful. It it was the first movie you know back. Uh, it's already grossed. Uh, so it had a sixty one million dollar budget. It's grossed two hundred twenty three million dollars so far. Ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Would you like to see a Quiet Place Three, Part Three? Oh man, you know I. I don't. I'm okay where it is right now. Yeah. I, and I, I thought that about Quiet Place 1 also. I, I don't think I needed a 2. Yeah. I enjoyed 2. I'm sure if John Krasinski wrote and directed a 3, I'd be totally mm. down with it. But I don't I don't need it. He does a very smart thing with the endings of both movies in that we get to leave on this high note that also does leave things open-ended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get this like triumphant moment, and then it just ends, which is great. I I, I love the way a Quiet Place One ends. Yeah, like just cocking the shotgun, cocking the shotgun, and we kind of get the same moment in Two, which you know Reagan is now gets to be triumphant, and then it just ends. Yeah. Um. So it does leave it open. Okay. Well, now we know this frequency thing. You're able to broadcast this. So now now we're opening up the world even bigger because you know people who can tune to that radio, can can now use it or figure it out. Um, you know, do they contact more people? But I would like to see a third one in, like... I don't want them to, like, pump it out next year. Kind of, like, quite... You know, give me two, three years. Give me a Jack Ryan season. Let Emily Bunk go do something else that I'm going to enjoy. And then and then come back for A Quiet Place 3. Oh, it's tough. Those kids, those kids keep getting older. Yeah, I think if they did do A Quiet Place 3, they may have to abandon these characters. Yeah, it, it may it may need to start. It might it may need to be some other family storyline. So I had that as well. Or maybe Emmett. Is this a movie? Is this a movie that you're would a th- would three work if it was based in the world, or is the driving force of the movies the family dynamic? I think the I, to me the world is the most important. Uh, the universe he's created the, with the, the the strengths of these monsters. And, yeah. And the adaptations that the you know humans have had to make mm. to live, that those that could make them, you know, did. The fam, the yeah, I mean the 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 family thing is great, uh-huh. and the the I mean that's one of the whole like underlying themes, right? Is the like this family unit that yeah. can communicate and and succeed, but and they do a good job of you know you care about all three of the characters yeah. you live in. Well, I'm iffy on the baby. And to me, too, you think, like, well, how do they figure it out? How do they just, everyone get killed? Well, intro's, the intro's great. I mean, like, everyone's hiding from this attack. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if, think about what you would do if, like, you were in a live fire situation, a, you, know, a, a, you know, a shooter situation in a shopping mall or something. You're jumping 
into cover and you're being as damn quiet as you can. Yeah. Right? And that makes sense. And then it then for them to realize, oh, I, I just think that was really, really cool. Because that was one of the questions, like, starting first. Like, well, how do they know that it, it's quiet? But mm-hmm. then, like, yeah, our little mini origin story, that's great. Like, he's, like, telling people to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Be quiet. Sing them to be quiet. And, hey, guess what? When you're quiet? Yeah, it's... It, you survived day one because you were able to be quiet. That makes sense. You'd carry them to day two, day three, day 300. That you say, okay, this is how we survive. And then, yeah. you know, you then you, you, John Francisco was able to you know, do a lot of observations. Um, I wonder how many other people, because we don't get to, outside of Emmett, in the first movie we get to meet that old man, how many other people were taking, so two years later, how many people were putting sand on their paths home or yeah. how many people had you know adapted that much to, to being quiet I don't think I would ever think about doing that the the sand no yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that yeah. that's genius I would, would, would I go barefoot I mean Emma goes boots I wouldn't I'd be boot. I'd be going boots yeah I feel like I'd go yeah. or go give me some of those toe shoes I was I uh I was watching <laughs> I think I was like tapping I was wearing sneakers I was tap. I, I saw they, they do a shot uh, a very Quentin Tarantino esque shot of her in her bare feet, Emmett in his boots, and it, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, would I go barefoot?" And then I, I was wearing sneakers. I started tapping my foot. I was like, "It's pretty quiet." Yeah, yeah, you get. <laughs> yeah, I think I wear sneakers. They call sneakers for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it would be interesting, you know, if they go three, like, do you, maybe do a time jump, another time jump, and then you you can age up the kids. Yeah, and yeah, it's, that's uh, sure. And then you have the problem of having a baby. I mean, yeah, maybe the problem is they run out of food on the island. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the military does exist still, and they've gotten to Reagan and developed the, a weapon, and now she's like, you know, a captain in the military, and it turns into um, Day After Tomorrow, or not Day After Tomorrow, <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Um, the frequency thing. So are we... You watching it? So that's a very specific frequency that John Krasinski's character happened to stumble upon, or would any feedback work? I think it to me. To me, it's some sort of a feedback thing. Okay, it's like a high pitch. Yeah, but like could someone take a microphone and put it next to an amplifier? I think that would. Or does it have to be her? Does that be her thing? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, to me, the reason her thing works with the little mobile. Speaker is because it has power, right? Yeah. So that thing sends a has enough power to trigger the mm. the amplifier, which is not plugged into anything, right? No. So she she cuts the power cord. How that's making how the speaker itself make noise? I I don't. Well, I mean, if you like, like it's all ma- it's all magnets, right? Okay. It's all magnetic, and so if you have some sort of electric, yeah field and signal you can make a speaker make noise okay so i to me it's it's believable that she had the microphone yeah plugged into an amplifier no power but her her implant thing could yeah could create enough feedback okay yeah yeah so like that's believable to me yeah um i mean it's i I mean i don't know how strong of a sound that would make you know and honestly 
I guess they never really tell you how loud that thing is. Right. The aliens react to it when it's just on her head. Uh, right. And yeah. so when she puts it in the microphone, it may not be. We don't know if Emily Blunt actually hears it or not, or like, is it like deafening to her? We just know that. Yeah, it, I mean, it, that, it's super amplified to the aliens. Yeah, no one else seems to. The only ones that seem to react in in a painful way. Yeah. Is is uh. God, I forgot her name already. Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. And the creatures. The creatures. Yeah. And she clearly has, you know, the implant. Yeah. Along her her bone, the bones in her ear. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not. I'm not sure the science of those. Yeah. I just know it's a vibration. It was part of the trivia. Kind of thing. It, it, yeah. Whatever type of hearing loss she would have had, yeah, it would be an implant that vibrates the the, the nerves behind behind the eardrum. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it could be... Yeah. We, yeah. we don't know how loud it is. We just know it's loud enough for the aliens to be uh, upset by. Yeah, I know no one else seems to have that... Yeah. Reaction. Yeah, it's not like, you know, the when she first does it, you know, Killian Murphy's, like, covering his ears. Right. Or, you know, reacting to, like, this, this unpleasant noise. Um, let's see. All right. I mean, this movie just came out. Does it need to be in the hands of someone more sophisticated? Do we need a remake already? Quiet Place again? I mean... If we're gonna if we're gonna turn it from just a movie into cinema, yeah, we got to give it to Marty. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, this yeah. movie this movie is is it, it's good to go. It's set. We're we're, we're cool. Mm. Cool right now. Do you need to see the first one in order to enjoy Quiet Place Part Two? I think so. Yeah, I mean it's Part Two. It yeah. just literally picks up. I think you do. It is it is just, it's such a good continuity thing. Yeah, that you definitely. And if you don't, man, you're missing out so much. I yeah. mean, you may still enjoy too, but you're, you're going to be bummed when you finally get around to watching one. Yeah. Oh, man, and then you're going to be so lost here. You're not going to know who that baby is. <laughs> you're not going to know that ear thing. Um, like, they de-aged, they de-aged the toddler and now he's a baby? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You, you only have 90 minutes. You, you, you have exactly 97 minutes, Mike. Which movie you pop it in first? You've seen them both. You, know, you don't necessarily always have to watch the first. You know, you don't always have to watch them back to back. Which one do you pick up to put in? Man, I think I'm, I'm going. I'm going one, just for the intensity of the birth scene. Yeah. For one, and also the I, one a compelling scene from one I that I always like because I grew up around. Uh, Grain elevators. Uh-huh. Is oh, the grain elevator scene. scene because yeah. they. I mean, that's there. I grew up. There's grain elevators everywhere, yeah. and I mean, you're just told, don't fuck around with the grain elevators. Yeah, you know, and and because you know, kids they see ladders, they want to climb them. Yeah. So, what else are you gonna do with the ladder? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. found that compelling. That's, that's, that's cool legit. Scene. That's legit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, two. Two do- there's no scene as emotional, you know, as like the drama of like the John Krasinski, you know, outside the truck scene. That being said, I think seeing both of them, I've watched one four times since it's come out. I really enjoyed two. I might watch two before I watch one again. Uh, opening, think- opening scene because one one's a great movie. I really lo- like it. Two, if I'm doing a rewatch, it's more actiony. Yeah, you get the opening scene. Um, 
you, know, you get the dock, you get the on the island when, the, when you know shit breaks down. Emily Blunt shooting an air uh, tank. That's always cool in a movie. Um, also, while in real life this is worse, I would rather watch a kid get caught in a bear trap than a woman step on a nail. Whew. The nail's hard to like Man. re-watching it. I was yeah. like, I, I always have to like, ugh, like when she steps on the nail. You know, the bear trap scene, I, I've only seen it once, but uh, tastefully done. Yes. <laughs> the bear trap scene. Um, yeah, that, 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 seven on the nail every time. I, just, I gotta look away a little yeah. bit, you know, when she steps on that so nail. So brutal. Um, and then finally, Quiet Place Part 2, did we need it? I enjoyed it so much, I'm going to give it a yes. If, yeah, sure. For what it represents, Mike, for us, coming out of COVID, yeah. returning to theaters, um, yeah, I think, I, for the, I'm glad that the first movie I went back to see was good. Yeah, that's the thing. I'll, I'll, it sucked. <laughs> I'm never going to, I can't tell you the last movie I saw before the the pandemic. I know, my regal thing, like, like yeah, I did. Down. None of my, my... Tickets are on the real yeah. thing more. I can't tell you. I, I could probably look at releases and guess. Uh-huh. I can't tell you, but I will never forget that my first movie back was A Quiet Place too. And I think part of that is because the quality of the film, to get you back into theater for that quality of film was great. But, like I said, I may have thought Fast 9 was a masterpiece too if that was my first movie back. So yeah. I don't know. I think you're going to think it's a masterpiece regardless. You just make sure you watch Fast 8 before, otherwise you'll be I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking about, I've been talking a big game. I'm, I'm thinking about going all the way back to one and, and, and rolling rolling through. I've been thinking about it. All right. I, I, I went back to March 2020, and I'm trying to think which one of these would have been new to theater. And it was... Parasite? Parasite was the last movie I saw in theaters. Uh, before, before it I all shut like down. I I saw something after that. Yeah, I'm trying to... Uh, yeah, I feel like Spider-Man Far From Home... Was that in theaters? I feel like I saw that I mean, home. we did that for the show. We saw it. Yeah. When did Knives Out come, come out? Uh, November. Okay. I saw that over Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, my diary of, of Letterbox goes back to January 2020. First movie I saw in 2020 in theaters was Uncut Gems. Then I go, I see, uh, I see Jojo Rabbit. I see Parasite. Yep, you're hitting the that's the Academy Rush before the awards. Yeah. Yeah, because I see. Uncut Gems, Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, Little Women. Yep, because that, that's 2019. So I see Little Women, so I must have saw that in theaters because that's nominated the same year as... Yeah, that was in that Academy Awards with them. So Little Women, and then... It's a lot of stuff at home. Yeah, I mean, maybe Parasite was my last. Yeah. Then I saw in the theater. I thought I saw something after it, but yeah, Irishman. Irishman was on Netflix. Huh. Uh, Forty-seven meters down, uncaged. I'm pretty sure I did not go to the theater for that one. That was also 2019. 
Um, yeah, so that's going going back there. But yeah, definitely. So I had to research that one. Quiet Place Two, like as you said, that's you know first movie back. Yeah, Quiet Place Two. It was it was cool. I enjoyed it. We'll see what the second movie um, is. Hopefully more movies come to theaters because again I am paying for an unlimited pass. Yeah, and I'm very limited in what I can see right now. I yeah, I mean I I did almost yeah. go to Quiet Place Two again. Yeah. Summer would be uh, cool. There's stuff coming out this summer, but yeah, they're gonna. I guess we're in. I guess we're almost in July. Yeah. So I guess summer's now. I think I guess more. You know when we get like the Maverick and the. Um, I did a poll on Twitter and I I, so I, I kind of just like hey what, what movie are you most likely you know through the DBTG account of like what are you most likely are you excited for and there was quite a bit but it's all I guess it's all September October November because you know we're, we're getting Top of Maverick we're getting Die Another Day there was Venom 2 um, the new Spider-Man movie uh, new yeah, Jurassic but, but, isn't it new Jurassic Park new Jurassic Park Fast 9 is, is, is part of that so um, yeah a lot of stuff but yeah. we just got, we gotta get there in, in the coming cool. weeks yeah uh, if you have thoughts on Quiet Place 2 uh, or if you want to tell us what the last movie you saw in theaters was before Maybe you never stopped going. Maybe you're just like, yeah, you bunch of pussies. I, I, yeah, I saw I saw nobody in theaters. <laughs> I saw it all in theaters. Uh, you can email us at dbtgpodcast, gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, dbtgpod, on Facebook, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, everywhere you find podcasts. You can listen to it. Uh, so that's it for this week. We're back next week with another movie. Until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel and Remakes. Always shoot the oxygen tank. That'll happen. A bomb, I think.